Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. The driver's seat. Good start from Stephen Johnson. A really good one. Johnson leads the race. Daniel Ricciardo gives Renault their first podium. Cam Waters is our 2020 pole sitter at Bathurst. The driver's seat. Oh, in defence, it's massive. The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Welcome to a huge edition of The Driver's Seat. Nims is all with you as we have finally had our first of four events at Sydney Motorsport Park. Boys, were you pumped that we are actually, I don't know, had something to do on the weekend? It was good, and for the first time in forever, I actually didn't have any open homes on the weekend. So I got to watch every single skerrick of racing across the weekend. Don't mind saying, Stevie J, did look at the back of my eyelids for a little while on the odd occasion. (laughs) Um, But we'll we'll, we'll talk about the racing a little bit later on. But it was, Nimsy and Steve, it was just great to be back, great to be operating again. But as you said at the top of the show there, Nimsy, huge, H-U-G-E, lots to talk about tonight. There certainly is. And uh, we'll get plenty of your texts in as well. 0433981116 is the number if you'd like to get in touch. But we've got to get to our feature interview and we do it thanks to Ryko Filters. Ask a mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional choice. Uh, you would have noticed there was a fair array of supports and whatnot there at uh, SMP. And I believe, is the Trans Am going to be there at some point in time, Matty? Uh, not this weekend, but the weekend after. There's that many city yes. events that uh, obviously someone's going to get a run there too. But something that we all love and we haven't seen since Townsville has been the Boost Mobile Stadium Super Trucks. And boy, oh boy, did they absolutely light up the Ville. They did fantastic work at Darwin. And there was a full, do you remember the full calendar that was released? How awesome did that look? Remember those days? Remember those days <laughs> oh. when we could actually look at a full calendar, Stevie <laughs> J, and go, oh, this year's going to be unreal. <laughs> yeah. The calendars that we've seen lately are fiction. <laughs> Neck minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is very much like that. But, you know, there is now there is talk that, uh, well, it was promised by, not promised, but Sean Seamus, CEO of V8 Supercars, or Supercars, sorry, I um, went back in time there for a little bit mm-hmm. there, but um, mm-hmm. went and said that, you know, we'd love to see them on the support. So we thought, let's go. This is what we do at the driver's seat. We go straight to the source. Mm. So we decided to delve into the archives and uh, chat to our old mate, Nathan Kayser, who is the head honcho, the big boss when it comes to stadium super trucks. So please welcome back to the driver's seat, the one and only Nathan Kayser. Hey guys, how are you? Mate, we are sensational because we are back racing. We've had enough of, like you, no doubt. I mean, you're one of the busiest guys in motorsport, let's be honest, behind the scenes. But we've been sitting on the couch looking for something to do for about the last five months. We're finally back to racing. And, of course, because we're back to racing, that starts to generate a whole bunch of questions about what next year is going to look like. And and as Nimsy rightly said, you are the top banana when it comes to Boost Mobile Stadium Super Truck. So right off the bat, Nathan Kayser, are you going to give us an exclusive? Do you think you will be back next year? Uh, do I think we'll be back? Yeah, I, I hope we are. I certainly, um, you know, supercars are, are keen to have us. Um, so we've just got to work out the finer detail of, of what that is. But, 
Um, certainly, we both have the love for it to happen. So, um, yeah, I, I would think that if if everything can align, that yeah, we'll see stadium super trucks back in Australia in 2022 and try and run to that calendar that we all wanted to uh, happen two years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, mate. Um, well, speaking of two years ago, at least last year. Um, the stadium super trucks were at the Adelaide 500 and, and much like many of the support categories, me included, um, you know, before the pan- pandemic shut down everything, um, what has been the impact on you guys and, and on the, basically the super truck category with what's happened the last couple of years? Oh, it's, it's been terrible, Steve. You know, there's no other way to look at it. I mean, we, uh, you know, you both know and Nimsy knows I've got a, yep fond love for uh, Adelaide 500 because of my history there and um, you know when we rolled out there in 2020 to to get the stadium trucks back going and to run that calendar we put together it was like there was excitement for it and you know we had a full field of drivers we had a heap of sponsors you know we were ready to go and you know we we walked away from Adelaide thinking how exciting we're off to Tasmania and bang it uh, it shut down so you know, I've been very fortunate that I've had someone who you know really well, Stevie and Paul Morris, who supports mm. me with what I do. And and with Stadium Trucks, he was very good enough to um, let us keep everything at Norwell while everything was so bad. We're still there now, but yeah, it was it was tough. And I, it, it's it's Stevie J and and Nathan Nims. It is one of the greatest spectacles in motorsport if you if you are listening and you haven't been to a supercars round or an event where there is a boost mobile stadium super truck you must get along and have a look because to see one of these trucks it's phenomenal 20 feet in the air jumping 100 feet in distance it's mind-blowing and i was at the adelaide for uh 500 in 2020 and it was a beautiful day as well the crowd was absolutely loving life and you're right Edie. and the field my god it was brilliant yeah is that when you were drunk nimsy didn't you go to the cooper's pale ale bar and get really sunburned <laughs> that, was, pale that, ale. that yeah. was yeah uh, you got no, totally pale ale no, 2019 was when i uh, fell asleep during the uh, toyota 86s <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's exactly right but it's interesting nate because Again, a lot of people may not know who you are. You're you're one of the silent button pushers behind in the background doing a lot of work. You've had a, a, a huge history in the Adelaide 500. We're gonna we're gonna move on to that in just a, a minute. But with the Boost Mobile thing, it's not just the stadium super trucks, is it? Because you're kind of like a I don't know a pseudo motorsport sponsorship manager for Boost Mobile, which includes so many names. So, I mean, if you look. Up and down, you got Brody Kostecki and Brock Feeney and Nash Morris and all those guys. Just explain to me what your role is there in guiding these kids and these drivers. Yeah, so my relationship with with Jason and Pete uh, stems back about five or six years now. And um, when I was running Adelaide, um, you know, back then Jason was involved and Pete was involved in 360 Fly. Um, So we met there. They got involved in stadium trucks at, um, when we were at Homebush. Um, and I've just built a relationship with them. So Jason and I, um, you know, we spend a lot of time on the phone to each other whenever he's got things that he needs to talk about in motorsport. He rings me, gets my ideas, gets my thoughts on it. Um, I look after a lot of their activations for them. Um, but, yeah, with sponsorship, yeah, I, I 
do a lot of that with Jace. That the pair of us work together on that, as we've done with the the wild card. Like I'm heavily involved with that because of my relationship with Erebus. But yeah, it's um that I spend a lot of time on that, and and I enjoy it, and I, and I enjoy what I do with that. And Pete and Jason are very supportive of motorsport, as we all know. And um, yeah, it, it's great to be a part of that. And you know, the whole thing about working with the young guys. That, that more comes from, you know, probably from, really, it comes from Paul. You know, Paul yeah. and I, when we started to do some stuff together back three and a half years ago, um, you know, he introduced me to Brock Feeney. Um, he said, Nath, can, you know, can you help him with some sponsorship? And I'm like, yeah, 100%. So, you know, I built a relationship with Brock and his parents. And, again, that all came off the back of Paul. So I, I helped Paul, I helped Brock with all his commercial partners for his personal ones and, and then that grew into Brody Kostecki, where you know I spend a lot of time supporting Brody from what he does day to day to what he does with sponsors um, with that. And then I also do that with Nash now. You know, it's yep. it's a difficult one for Nash because he's probably got the biggest BMX dad there is. But you know, <laughs> Paul. <laughs> Paul does it better than anyone. He steps back and lets Nash do his own thing. So, you know, I work with Nash really closely with his sponsors and he, he's as hard working as anyone when it comes to sponsorship. He he always says to me, you know, Nathan, I, I never want this to be about, you know, what I can be given. It's what I want to go out and get. So that's, you know, I really enjoy that with him. Um, and then, yeah, there's also all the Erebus stuff that I do with uh, with their commercial side of things. And I'm very lucky enough to work with, you know, Shannon and, and Barry Ryan, who I believe is probably one of the best blokes that I've ever come across in pit lane for his passion and what he does. Mate, speaking, and I want to stay on the topic of Erebus because, uh, and, and get on to the topic of Brody Kostecki because, you know, going into SM, would you call it SMP1, Matty? Because yeah, we've already had one. Yeah, yeah, SMP1. So it's, it's well, well, we've had one. So it's almost SMP two, three, four, and five. We're going to, isn't it? Really, technicality. But, but okay. yeah, SMP one. Let's look forward. Let's just yeah, go okay. SMP one. SMP one, mate. Brody looks like he hasn't uh, missed a beat. You know, after last he weekend, was good, he huh? was fast. Yeah. You know, which was great to see, and also, um, you know, we spoke to Brock Feeney not that long ago after the announcement was made that he was replacing Jamie at Triple Eight. So. You've got to have some pretty pretty good confidence in in yourself and what you're doing because a couple of your guys are well on doing the right, right track. Yeah, they're doing all right. Yeah, no, you do, and you know, I'm I'm very fortunate that I get to work with you know those two, and like I say, you throw throw Nash into it, and yep. and then you throw young you know Kai Allen, who's new to the mix and is in '86 and being pushed down the you know looked after by Paul too. So yeah, no, you know Brody. Bush is a great kid. Like he, he's still a kid. He's he's got an incredible amount of um, history in driving cars from America to here. And I, I still think to this day, people still don't understand how much he actually did uh, mm. and how much he's done in America with motorsport and and who he yeah. raced over there. So, you know, he made a point that he walked away from Townsville and made a commitment to himself. He needed to improve himself a little bit and make sure that when the hammer dropped that it was time to get in the car and go, that he needed to do it to the best of his ability. And um, and he, he showed that on the weekend, but he didn't just show it. He showed it with his mate, Will Brown. So, well, the whole team, um, mate. Know, the whole team was the whole team solid. Was, yeah. Yeah, they were solid. And, and, you know, as I touched on before, you know, people misunderstand Barry. You know, we see him 
for the guy that swears on TV and does that sort of stuff. But, you know, he's an incredible bloke. He, his passion is unbelievable. I'm fortunate that we would talk two, three, four times a week on the phone about different things that we're trying to do in the commercial land and, and what we're trying to do for the team. And he's just so focused on making it so much better for for Brody and for Will and for that whole team. It's, you know, it's a pleasure. And, and Brock, Brock's unique. You know, Brock's... Yep. He's just an incredible young guy who's got incredible parents and has been brought up so well and, and knows what he needs to do. But also, you know, I don't think anyone could ever, um, you know, not say that he's where he is because of what Paul did for him. I mean, Paul took him under his wing. He put him in the right direction. And, and where he's got to today is, you know, testament to, you know, what Paul's done for him too. And I've just played a small part in it by helping him put some stickers on his helmet and, and helping out in that in that space. And um, you're right in what you say about Barry too. Last time we spoke to Barry Ryan on this show, um, he actually he had the irrits at us because we interrupted. He was I think he was watching maths. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was watching, yeah. He's like, oh come on, blokes, not now. I'm watching. I'm too busy watching maths. And and um, you think that's a joke? That's not a that's joke. Dead serious. Yeah, that was dead serious. Um, Nathan, I wanted I want to touch on on Adelaide 500 because a couple of weeks ago was it last week, Nimsy? No, uh, about a fortnight ago. Fortnight ago. Um, I mentioned in our Burson off-track update that there were rumblings, rumours, innuendo, which then uh, went into a more a, a deeper clarification, I suppose. Actually, they were having some meetings about the Adelaide 500 returning. Now, you're the former commercial manager, and I know you were the CEO of the Clipsal 500 back in the day. So if there's going to be anyone that knows what's going on with our beloved Adelaide 500, it was going to be you. So... What can you tell us about that? What's your what's in your waters? Are you involved? What's the feeling? Is is it something that we could see coming back to Australian motorsport? Oh, look! I mean, we've all got a passion for it, and I think um, you know, there's no doubt that there's always ongoing discussions about it. I think uh, you know, we've all seen the opposition leader Peter. He's very passionate about it. He's got a, a guy Peter Adderton. You're talking close. about Peter Adderton no, from no, Boost. No, 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 Pete, as in the uh, opposition leader of South Australia. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep. So he's he's the one that's really pushing it and, and leading the race. And, um, you know, when Adelaide 500 uh, was cancelled, you know, we're nearly 12 months ago to when it was talked about, he was the first person to pick up the phone and get the supercars and say, look, you know, if we get re-elected, we want it to stay and we want it to be there. And he's pushed that really hard. Um, and I... You know, in fairness to, you know, the Liberal government right now, I think that, you know, I was fortunate that I got to work with both governments, um, you know, and within their rights, they both do a very, very good job in, in what they do. You know, the Labor Party, you've got someone like Leon Bignall, who, you know, we, we used to joke with him that he's the Minister for Fun, but that's what he was about. He was about having fun and sure. making sure the Adelaide 500 was exciting and doing that stuff. And, and I think from a liberal, liberal point of view, you know, it's and it's hard for me because I, I, I can't go into too much depth with it because I, I haven't been in the sanctum, you know, for the last two years other than I was looking after Superloop. So I was still involved a little bit with what was going on there. Yeah. But I think it's, it's kind of one of those ones where sometimes you might not get pointed in the right direction. You might not get pointed to a, to a point where you can 
you can think, okay, this this has still got legs. We need to run with it. And yeah. you know, he unfortunately, you know, had to make a t- tough decision. Does he still think about it? Oh, I'm sure he does. I'm mm. I'm sure he still thinks, you know, that it needs to be a part of Adelaide. And I'm sure he love a crystal ball. Could he go back and do it and and do it again? Has he got some really good advisors around him within his team? Yeah, I'm sure he has that that would like to see it as well. And you know, I'd even say on the odd occasion he gets to uh, catch up with some fairly um, high-end people within supercars that you know, that can sell a pretty good story to him as well. And I think, um, you know, we'd all love to to see Labor get elected and come back straight away. But um, I, I don't think you can completely say it's gone. I think it will yeah. always have a rumble in the background because of the people of South Australia, you know, there's a lot of incredible people in South Australia that are motorsport focused. You know, I think of someone that, um, you know, Maddie, I'm not sure if you'd know him, but I'm pretty sure Stevie Wood was, is, you know, Jeff Matner. I mean, Jeff yeah. Matner was, and <laughs> was the motorsport manager for the event for, you know, 25 years and was at the Grand Prix before that. You know, I catch I, up with I him do know Jeff Matner. back in Adelaide. Mm. Yeah, well, like, I, I so do know Jeff Matner. Like uh, Jeff Matner, I reckon, has a. Yeah. In Jeff Matner's office, and you're right in what you say, he was he was a sensational. He's been sensational in what he does. But if you go into his office yeah. somewhere, you'll probably find a photo of me on the wall with a couple of darts in it. <laughs> so he and I don't. Haven't, <laughs> we haven't had a great relationship uh, since V8 Ute days, does Mr. <laughs> Matner and I? But oh, so really? so in, in yeah. saying yeah, in saying that, the the rumours that I hear, the innuendo that I'm hearing is. This the, the Adelaide 500, regardless of government, Nathan, could come back potentially as early as next year. Now, I, I can't see how necessarily that's going to happen. Again, regardless of government, I mean, it's a time frame, it, thing. time frame, right. and putting it together it's and all that kind of stuff. Of you could probably do it. I mean, Nathan, you're the you're the events guy. You could, I'm sure you could probably do it. It would be really tough. But I'm thinking more 2023. Can you see? Can you see if you and and I'll go to the back back room right now and I'll grab out my crystal balls, give them a rub and a dust off. I mean, I'm I'm thinking 2023 is a strong chance for Adelaide 500 to come back. Yeah, look, I think 2022 could it happen. I, if it was me, 100 percent you could make it happen. You know, and yeah. and I think you know the elections in March, um, supercars. I'm sure I'd ideally love to have it. Um, you know, and if I put my economic benefit hat on that I used to have to wear so diligently, you know, if you could pull it, if you could say, yep, we're going to go in March, we're going to roll it out. The first weekend in December is the last round. We're going to have the end of year ball in Adelaide. Could you pull it together? Yeah, you could pull it together. Like there's a lot of good people in Adelaide that, um, you know, one that comes to mind to me, who you both know very well is Craig Dontis. Like, if, yeah. if I was, if it was me, if I was looking for someone to go and pull it together, I'd be going straight to Craig Dontis, saying the supercars, we want to take him for six months because yeah. this guy's going to help us pull it together. And he could pull it together better than anyone yeah. um, that he could pull that whole thing together and you could do it in 2022. If it wasn't 2022, yeah, 2023, you'd run with it, no dramas at all. You'd you'd pull it together and, and it would be uh, bigger than Ben Hurd and you'd see two or three pretty amazing concerts You'd see someone like Brian Gleeson, who's arranged the concerts for years and years and years for the Adelaide 500 and back to the Formula One days. 
he'd get off on the phone and do what he does. And yeah, you, you'd see it back, no dramas at all. It's just getting the right people to to punch the numbers in and see if it works and away it goes. But yeah, it, it, we all love that crystal ball. I understand the difficulties with it. Um, it saddened me that it was gone. But, you know, let's just hope maybe someone can, can pull it together and the, and the guys can make it happen. Well, fingers crossed. And like, like you sort of said, Nate, it's not just for the V8 fans because the entire I, I, in the times that I've gone to the Adelaide 500, it literally fills up the town. Like, there are that many people. Oh, I've, got, yeah. I've got mates that come from Horsham that drive over specifically. It's, it's, it sort of kicks off the year, not just for our calendar, but for, like, everyone else's sort of social <laughs> calendar as well. Oh, absolutely, yeah. and I mean, I, I had a uh, I had a conference call this morning with a with a guy who um, is involved in the new Australian Drag series that they're running um, that uh, Nathan Prendergast is involved with from Supercars, and he I had a call with him today to talk with him about some commercial stuff, and we hadn't met before. He said, "Oh, Nathan, I was I checked you out on LinkedIn, and I see you ran Adelaide 500." He said, "I went for 17 years straight." He said, wow. I lived in Sydney and I went every year with the mm. same two guys for 17 years. And I thought, wow. you know, that, that, that's the economic benefit right there. That, yeah. That's what brings mm-hmm. it in. You know, you, you walk into restaurants, they're full. You walk into the hotels, they're full. All of that stuff. You know, it, 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 it was always good for the state. No one could ever deny that. And I don't think ever, anyone ever would deny it. Well, the reality is, um, and Nathan, we, we'll, we'll wrap it up in a second because you've been very generous with your time. The reality is prior to the Grand Prix, prior to Adelaide 500, the only people around the world who knew Adelaide were people who had, had been drinking wine from the Barossa Valley. Apart from that, Adelaide didn't exist on the global scene. But once you got the Grand Prix there and the Adelaide 500 there carrying on that, uh, uh, that race through to, to last year, that put Adelaide as a destination globally on the map, not just in Australia. So fingers crossed we see it, I hope, next year, kick off Newcastle, finish off in Adelaide 500. How good would that be? Um, I hope it comes back. So um, mate, if you if you are involved, keep going, keep getting involved, fight the good fight, mate, because I know that our fans and our listeners, every time we talk about this, we get text messages in. So Australia wants it back, not just Adelaide. Hundred percent there, Matty. And no, no. I, I, look, honestly, I'm the, I'm the same, mate. I'm exactly the same. I, I want it back too. I, I want it back just as a racing. You know, I want to go just as a punter. And uh, you know, if someone asks a question, could I come and help them? Yeah, no dramas at all. I'd be happy to help them. There you go. There's the official. Uh, send in your resume to. Uh, no, I'll. I'll, I'll <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nate, you've been incredibly generous with your time, mate. And uh, it is good to see. Uh, we 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 neglected to mention too, uh, young Kai Allen. He's actually um, he actually took a, a supercar for a spin at Norwell last month, didn't he? Have I got that? Yeah, right? did, we we did a a bit of a. Yeah, no, we did an Erebus Academy day, uh, which with Norwell, which we're working on, and. Uh, yeah, Kai actually drove um, the old uh, AMG Erebus car out at QR. He did uh, about 30, 35 laps in it, and Nash did 35 laps as well. And, um, yeah, he did an extremely good job. So he's a, he's a young kid on the up, and, uh, yeah, it's exciting to be involved with him too. Well, that's what we like to see. And look, it's, it's basically the best, sort of, the best way we can sort of put it is you've got a guy like Jamie Wincup that he's, you know, exiting stage left, and you've got a young kid like Brock Feeney that's 
got to where he is in probably the most plum seat on the grid. And that's with the help of, you know, people like yourself. And obviously there's other people that's helped on the journey, but, uh, you know, you, you can only get as far as you can by yourself and it does require a bit of help from other people. So Nath, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you here on the driver's seat and, uh, don't be a stranger and hopefully we'll chat to you soon. No worries guys. Thanks for your time. And, uh, actually Mimsy, I will say at the start of the show, you need to update that, um, your, uh, your intro into the show because, Given that Maddie got a podium at QR, surely there's got to be something about him getting a podium at QR in the Grand Dam. It is true. Uh, you, you can come. You can come back, Nathan, anytime. It's we love you, Nathan, because all, all we seem to have of Maddie is this. It's the wall for Matt McKeldin. Good on you, Nimsy. Good on you. Good on you, good on you boys. Good thanks, chat. thanks, thanks mate. And, uh, always a pleasure. On the phone. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Nathan. Nathan Crazy. Yeah, Nathan Kayser there joining us here on the driver's seat. Uh, isn't like this is one of those things, like, you know, the sport only can do so much and you need blokes sometimes to give back. And Nathan's one of those guys that gives back. Oh, he's a he's a legend and he's very, very good at what he does. He is. Um you know, there's not too many people that have a bad word to say about Nathan, if any. And um I think if if he is involved. He's one of those guys that just makes just gets stuff, stuff done. Yeah, he just gets stuff done. He just done. gets so it done. I think if um, if he was if he is involved in the Adelaide 500 discussions, we are a hell of a lot more confident that it'll come back if he's there. Like fingers, toes, whatever else is crossed. Eyeballs. Mm. Eyeballs. He's, mm. he's crossed because... Uh, Earballs. It's been a long time since I've sat in the sun and drank a Coopers and fallen asleep at the <laughs> <Toyota 86's. laughs> like, If you're going to do that again, mate, I'm going to get you some sunscreen because you were burnt to a crisp. <laughs> there was an extra layer on, I think. It, yeah, was, uh, it went yeah. from uh, milk chocolate to dark chocolate. But, uh, <laughs> we'll, we will, we'll, we'll get involved in the program. 0433981116 is the number if you want to join us here on the driver's seat. Plenty to get through. Nathan Kaysel was our feature interview. Thanks to Ryko Filters, the professional's choice. Your text in just a moment, then we'll get straight into our Bendix Breaks big moment right here on the driver's seat. This is the driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. This is the driver's seat and we do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. You can be a part of the show if you'd like. All you've got to do is text in 0433981116 is the number if you'd like to get your message on board and chat with us, uh, talk all things motorsport. Uh, got a couple on the old temper text. Got a we, few going on here. Yeah, we've got a few coming through, which is really good. One thing that I really like is one of our friends, a new friend, Mark from McLeod. G'day, Welcome, Mark. Mark. Welcome good on you. Thanks for texting hey, through. Mark. And Mark writes... Uh, why can't the supercars put the race on a bit later, 7.15 to 8.05? By the time I put the kids to bed, it's all over. Uh, a- AFL, BBL and NBL all start later and go much longer than 40 to 50, uh, 45 to 50 minutes. So, uh, so much for prime time. Oh, and let's make it all prime time Friday practice, Saturday, Sunday night, 6.30, qualifying 8 p.m. race. That would be great, Mark from McLeod. Hey, Mark. Pretty good idea. I'm 100% with you, brother. Sounds good, doesn't it? I think, I, I, look, I think the night racing thing has got massive legs. And I think it makes it a whole lot more convenient for, as Mark said, people putting their kids to bed or doing any of that sort of stuff. It's not too late so that if you've got a kid who is a fan, Stevie J, they can stay up and watch yep. the whole shooting match. Short, sharp, bite-sized, bite exciting pieces of racing. 
That's exactly what I want. Mm. I yeah. think that would be sensational. So, Mark, you are 100% on the money with your first text, my man. Good work. Hey, uh, there's one here, Maddie. I'm not sure if you read or not. It says here, I'm not sure, is it number ending in 342? Mm. I don't see a name on there. But it says, the calendars you blokes look at are most likely not racing or firemen. <laughs> calendars. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Ted. No, we're not, we're not firemen. We're not calen- firemen calendar material. <laughs> we do have a big bag of Alan's snakes here on the desk. I'm shocked. Kill, kill, <laughs> a, kill, a, kill a python. Oh, how good are they? <laughs> yeah. Very Just, professional as I have one in my mouth right now trying to speak on national quietly. radio. Um, we are not athletes and we are no good for a racing uh, and or fireman calendar. And there's, one, there's one here, Nibs, it's Cracker. Uh, I won't say what nickname it is. It says Mark Scaife. Big nose. Okay, big nose. Over the weekend's coverage, <laughs> said he's looking for a pit reporter for Bathurst, as everyone is a co-driver. Nims, you should send through your resume. There you go. <laughs> there you go, Nimsy. That'd be a bit of fun. Just keep, yeah. me, off, keep me off the Coopers, and I'm sure I can Just, stay awake. Oh, I reckon we could we could get your noggin. I mean, you are Sri Lanka's preeminent. Motorsport Authority. Mm. Yeah. I made you you refer to me as that uh, earlier in the week. I did. Yes, you did. But I I think you're selling yourself short, mate. It's the Sri Lankan FIA. Yeah. Well, you're not, (laughs) it's not just supercars, mate. It's you are now an FIA. You are now Formula One as well. Uh, And one of our regular listeners, Greg from Upper Coomera. Hey, boys. Flicking between the DJR team nights. Oh, it's a team night. Yeah, teammates night tonight at DJR. And you're not there. Well, oh, that's a scheduling error. It's not Team Johnson teammates. So it's no, DJR but, teammates. But they all not. want to come and see the legacy of the team, or do they just come to see the big dick? Well, I think, uh, as I've said, it's Jet should be there, actually, well, to be fair. it's true. Because from what I hear, the, the talent skips a generation. So it's obviously... <laughs> <laughs> Did someone text that? That's, that's cruel. Oh, I get told that that's all the time. Bit, that's a bit mean. It's a bit, it's a bit you know, it cuts deep. Yeah. Well, there was no, there was no. You know me, Matty. I couldn't give a. (laughs) 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 Have another killer python, mate. Um, And he said it was an interesting week in motorsport. All of which, Matty, he's saying that I was gazumped about Zane Goddard's announcement of their uh, co-driver because it came out today. Greg, um, I chose not to talk about that. I've known that for a little while. I just chose not to talk about it because, unlike certain other. Websites we respect yes. embargoes. Yes, yeah. we do. And uh, uh, when you are asked to not talk about it, you See, the thing, must do the right thing. The and thing not talk is, about a lot it. of your scoops, yeah, are scoops. They're not things that people yeah. have said to you. Don't say. But no, no, when no. we get told stuff and no. it's an embargo till time, yeah, we respect that. Although sometimes people do say to me, "Hey, I can't say it, but I really want it out there. Can you say this?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say, "Can you back me up when the lawyers come on through and sue me?" Mm. Sure, not a problem. <laughs> uh, and he and he does go on to say here that uh, Aaron Seaton, who announced through the week he won't won't be contesting the last two rounds of the Trans Am Championship. Who is leading the championship? He is, but in in a world first, Nimzazor and Steve Johnson. I read through my run sheet today, oh, and we've, we are going to talk about that a little bit later. Yes, well <laughs> Did you see how I didn't say it in his Good text because we were going to address it later, Nimsy? Great work there. Because... Hey, after five years, you're rubbing off on me, mate. <laughs> we, we will chat about that. But, uh, hey, speaking of, uh, speaking of stuff that we need to talk about, we're going to talk about the Bendix Breaks Big Moment. Now on the driver's seat, another Bendix Breaks Big Moment. Put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Breaks. 
Yeah, Bendix breaks. It's Australian technology for all weather confident braking. Let's talk about the Bunnings Trade Sydney Super Night. Uh, back to racing. It is back with a vengeance. And I'll tell you what, it was the Anton Di Pasquale show, wasn't it? Uh, wasn't which, it? Which uh, Fox Sports might have referred to him as this. David Garuso spun out <laughs> on lap one thanks to a shunt from Anton Di Pasquale. Jeez, he's, he's come a long way, hasn't he? <laughs> he's come he a has. long way. <laughs> Uh, Garus has gone the other way, and uh, and De Pasquale has gone the complete opposite way. He's gone to the top. So, yeah, look, it's it's interesting, isn't it? I, oh boy, I think I said it pretty clearly earlier. I was watching, um, uh, I was watching, and I did not think that it was great racing. To be quite frank, I thought it was at points qualifying was great. At points, the racing was great, particularly off the start. But Stevie J, after that, it got pretty boring. Am I being cruel? Am I being mean? Or was it just a boring weekend's racing? No, I think that uh, Sydney Motorsport Park track is sort of renowned for that sort of racing. And you you hear the drivers and the teams constantly talking about how hard most of the surface is on the tyre and how you literally can't even – Push the car. You know, you can't even drive the car 100% or 10 tenths, whatever you want to call it, because you can basically tear the tyres up in two laps. So you're basically seeing um, a race of conservation. Yep. That's what you're seeing. And that's what everyone's trying to do. And they're trying to do uh, as straight and as smooth laps as possible and try to keep whatever they can for the end of the race. Um, And when everyone's got the same tyre life and tyre degradation, it's going to be the same for everyone, which yep. passing is ridiculously hard. Could we could we pull back the circuit to use the, the shorter circuit? Would that would that make for a better show if we because there's a if you look at the circuit, um, folks may not know, but if you look at the circuit from the bottom of turn four, um, there is a cut through there that cuts out Corporate Hill and that whole back section. You join essentially where the hairpin is. Would that give you better racing? Do we think? Um, it would help the tyre degradation for sure, but yeah. I don't think it would make for better racing because it actually limits the passing opportunities. When you when you look at the track as it is uh, and then you go to the short circuit where you go through the fast sweeper, turn one, then you've got the, the long U-turn, turn two to the left, then the little right-hander, turn three, where Will, Will Davison got pushed a bit wide on the start and yep. bounced, through the sh- bounced through the shrubs and the bush and the, the weeds. The catch of the century, the Catch of the century. Yeah. Um, and then you drop down the hill there, and normally you'd turn right, okay? Uh, whereas the short track actually turns left at the bottom of the hill there. There's a quick left-right sort of flip-flop up over the hill, and it adjoins the back hairpin, which they call turn eight, and uh, basically adjoins the straight where uh, Mark Scaife and Russell Ingle made famous, mm. down towards the last couple yeah. of corners. Yeah, yeah, the character um, reference so, corner. Yeah, the character reference <laughs> corner, that's it. Um, so when you do that and when you take out all those other corners, um, it really, you know, where are you going to pass? You're going to maybe get a run out of the last corner down the straight like you saw SVG do to a couple of people. Yeah. Maybe into turn two under brakes. But then after that, you've got a right-handed turn three down the hill to a left-handed turn four, right-handed turn five along the character reference straight and then into the last little section. <laughs> so there's no real other opportunity to pass no well you know so no. i don't i don't think i think the tire degradation will be better but yeah. i don't think 
uh, it'd be even harder to pass. Well, yeah, okay. we've we've got uh, four rounds at SMP, so we're going to have to get used yeah. to this, unfortunately. Well, but we're going to have to find something, Nimsy, because um, if it's four rounds of the same sort of boring um, racing, it will not be a good thing for supercars, unfortunately. But having said that, the last time that we had the dual compounds and all that. No, you don't do that. Where there was a lot of passing, and you whinged about that too. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I, I don't pretend to know what – I come as a fan, right? I come and I watch this as a fan. I didn't have a career like you did, so what I want to do is I want to sit down. If I'm going to burn five hours on the couch – um, I want to watch good racing, and I don't pretend to know what the secret is. We got we got a, a text here actually, um, which is from uh, text message or number ending in four one four, which I absolutely love. I think it's a brilliant text message because it shows outside the box thinking. It says, "Hi guys, love the show. What do you guys reckon about supercars adopting some sort of playoff system like NASCAR do?" Championship storylines in week in, week out, guaranteed last spot or last race championship battle, um, say post-Bathurst is the playoffs. Something like this might spice up the and create headlines and give attendances uh, and a, a drive in the right direction. I love that idea. I love that idea. I, I We've never done it in Australia. I think when it was introduced in NASCAR, boys, everyone was a bit like, oh, I don't know about this. But it's done exactly what it was designed to do, which is spice up the racing, racing and give everyone a – a viewpoint to the end of, of of taking a risk to get into the the getting some points and into yep. the playoffs. Well, and teams taking some risks to get their driver into the playoffs. And same with it. you know mid races where they've got stage one, two, and three. Yeah, you know to get points at the end of stage one. See that that what that could do is you know that might make certain people stay out for the, out of the pits longer that's right. to get points when other guys have yeah, come in yeah. because they're in a better position to win the race. Yep. You know, so that's going to help spice that side of things up too with points. So Love it. I think it would be a great idea to be able to adopt something like that to, to really make sure that there is a final round championship. And it might be just something that we, you know, we look at and we read, read, read refine, not redefine, refine for our championship. But uh, we've got to start thinking out of the box. When you look at cricket, when test, when test audiences, TV and attendances were waning and then um, uh, One Day International Cricket came in, that bolstered up the, the, the cricket attendances and a profile. And then when that started to wane, income uh, 2020 to bolster it up. So I love the concept of 2020 and I hope our um, I hope our uh, sports administrators, Nimsy, are looking at it because, look, there was a lot to there's a lot to go in over the weekend. I thought um, Anton did an amazing job finally stepping out of the uh, shadow somewhat of um, of Scotty McLaughlin. I thought Brody Kostecki was brilliant. Will was brilliant. We've got our driver standards, uh, driver standards, our driver seat power rankings coming back, so that'll be reflected in that. I tell you one thing, I did Nimsy. I know you want to chat, but I, I tell you one thing, I did see Stevie J and outwardly mentioned to a number of people how crap was Tickford again. Mm. I mean, we've had. I had to. Dis- I had. I asked the question of of uh, James Courtney a couple of weeks ago and said, "Mate, you guys have got to get better. How do you get better?" And it was a very political answer. We've had Tim Edwards on the show, and I've put the blowtorch to Tim too to say, "Hey, Tim, you're well funded. You've got a lot of history. You've won one championship and what two Bathursts in your twenty year history. Uh, what's going on? They were nowhere, Stevie J. They were crap. They got beaten by Team Sydney." I mean, that's a pantsing. Mm. There has got to be a change at Tickford. And I don't, I, I don't pretend to know what it is, but there's got to be a change, I think, in Team Sydney, in uh, Tickford. Yeah. Uh, it's clearly 
the structure there is not working day no. in, day out. No. Now, you know, they were the fastest at Bathurst last year. They should have won Bathurst, but they didn't. Yeah. Uh, they were the fastest at Bathurst at the start of this year, for the start of the championship. But you know what? You can't be the best and the fastest every now and then, once in a blue moon. You've got to be, you know, yes, Cam won a race at, at uh, Tail and Bend, okay? But they, they are certainly a long, long way from the T8 dominance, the DJR Team Penske slash DJR dominance. Yeah, long way. Um, and, you know, it's, it's something that I've never really seen a big shake-up within that, within that organisation. I agree. There's got to be something you in know? engineering because the drivers haven't forgotten how to drive. And Tim's, Tim can obviously motivate commercial partners. And I don't really understand Tim's deep role deep enough to be able to comment on that. But engineering, they had, you know, Shippy was there and went to Triple Eight. And ever since that's happened, I mean, that's when they won, that's I, when he won championships. And as, as oh, you know, oh, and just, my old man's oh. always said, and, you know, he's. He's been through the ringer. He's made big mistakes too, you know, with regard to um, the organisation, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and trusted the wrong people. Now, he says, you know, success stems from the top. And if it's not coming from the top in the right way, I think that, you know, it's maybe not going to filter down. You know, mm. Maybe it's time for a big shake-up at the top there. Big questions need to be asked. And I'm hoping are being asked at all levels within Tickford because that can't continue. They better have a strong... Eastern Creek 2, 3, and 4, SMP 2, 3, and 4, let me tell you. I still don't think – I think they're going to struggle all the way through Eastern Creek oh, or Sydney, SMP, I think. What a torture And chamber. if they come out at Bathurst, they've got, a, they've got a car that's faster at Bathurst. We know that. But you know what? I mean, everyone says that Bathurst can save your crap year. Can it, really? I mean, yeah, you win Bathurst, awesome. But you know what? It doesn't shy away from the fact that you're crap at <laughs> – Three quarters of yeah, the other places, yeah, and and, and all, you're never going to win a championship again unless you fix that. And your other competitors aren't crap. Like um, DJR's come out swinging. Triple mm. Eight's got to do some work, but but they'll they'll get their their professional outfit. Tickford got pummeled, Nimsy. Tickford got absolutely Tickford pummeled. Was smoked by Team Blanchard. Sydney in race one and Bl- Blanchard. Team Bl- like Blanchard Racing Team. Yeah, you know um, Erebus. They all smoked them. What's a team in AFL that should be doing better than what it is, Nimsy, or did last year? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, Let, let's let's make him into an AFL team. Who would they be? Hawthorne. Hawthorne? Oh! <laughs> no, but, but but Hawthorne's on the way out because they've lost a lot of their greats. But look, I'll oh. end I'll end on a positive because uh, I'll read the media release that was put out by Channel Seven Publicity. Supercars shine bright on Seven Sydney Supernight coverage reaches two point one five million people. So. Uh, they've beat Derby Day, uh, the footage. So Channel Seven's very happy with the with the coverage and whatnot. Uh, an average of three hundred ninety nine thousand people watched Ooh, nationally. Good numbers, That's good numbers, good. and uh, one hundred eighty eight thousand in the capital cities uh, tuned in. I want to see great from the publicity department, Nimsy, because they always come up with a good news story. I want to see next or this week's numbers. And if you put AFL and NRL in there, it'd be interesting to see what that got diluted to. But we'll take the numbers. It is what it is. But Tickford, get a mirror, get a big fat mirror and have a look at yourself because you need to. There you go. Uh, text in 0433981116. That was our Bendix Brakes big moment. You can put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Brakes. Back with the Burson Auto Parts off-the-track update. Lots to talk about, Nimsy. That is coming up next. 
This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Uh, do you want to read that text from Jono before we move on, boys? Uh, from Jono. Uh, actually, what, let me just go back to what we talked a little bit earlier, Nimsy, about the point system like NASCAR. That was Matt from Freeman's Beach. Good on you, Matty. Thanks for texting that in because I don't think we've heard from Matt before. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty good. Which one am I reading, did you say? Uh, Jono. In Jono. Number oh, good on you, Jono. Well, Jono, this is one of the things we're about to discuss in our, in our Bursons off-track update. Not sure if you've discussed Vaxgate at the moment. No, we haven't, so we're about to. But must say that I'm not surprised to hear it was Reynolds, who was the driver, who was behind it all. A sensitive topic and, only, uh, and can only get hope to that a proper genuine medical reasons were behind it all, uh, the Novax. Otherwise, he's put the whole pit lane at risk for potentially a selfish act. Jono, mm. Um Let's address that, Nimsy. Well, you know, now seems like a good time to do it. Let's get straight to our off-the-track update. And now, it's the driver's seat off-the-track update. Thanks to Burson Auto Parts. Burson, we know auto parts. Yeah, we do it for Burson Auto Parts. They're celebrating 50 years, and uh, this uh, this has blown up in the last 24 hours or so, hasn't it, boys? Yeah, it has. And I I think if you were listening last week, Nimsy... um, uh, we made mention that I'd heard, I'd started to hear some of this, that there were rumblings around the place. Um, I don't know if you've got that audio from, I do, from so, last week. So we'll play that now. There is potentially, potentially, and I only say potentially because there's rumour and innuendo, one, maybe two drivers who have refused to get vaccinated for this SMP event at uh, Sydney Motorsport Park, this this return to racing. Mm-hmm. Um uh, no one, absolutely no one will confirm it. It's obviously a very private decision. But if the rules are enforced as we, Stevie J, imagine they should be enforced, i.e. it's a double-vaxxed event, yep. we're going to know pretty quickly on Friday as to <laughs> who's missing. <laughs> who's mm. missing. So I, we could be completely wrong. It, it could, could be all a, be scuttlebutton. Yeah. There we go. So uh, Don't think we were wrong. Boys, you heard it here first we- again on the driver's seat. <laughs> it, look, and and I really feel with this one, boys, because what I how I want to talk about this is not in judgment of Dave Reynolds. This is a very personal decision. No vaxing or vaxing, and and we say either way, do what you want to do. It's your life. Go crazy. He's a mate of ours. He's a friend of the show. However, what I will say, Nimsy and Steve, is that the ramifications of Whatever is proven to be correct, remembering right now, it is only it is only an accusation that, uh, as I believe it, the exemption form that he presented was somewhat bogus, or the reason for his exemption was bogus, and so he has been called up to New South Wales Health um, to have that discussion. I can't imagine that would happen if there wasn't smoke. Um, it's being reported that he's apparently left the Sydney area. That wouldn't be happening unless there's fire, and Luke Yildon, as a as a as their co-driver, um, has now been put on standby to race this weekend. So there, that's what we know. That's real and what we know. But let's extrapolate this out because the ripple effect of this little pebble going into the lake is and could be massive for David, for our sport, yes, but for David as a human and an individual, as a as a partner. Um, to Tani and as a father to baby Ryu. This it could be massive. So we start with 
his immediate team. You, I, Nimsy, we all have contracts with our employers that if we bring our radio station into disrepute, we can be axed. Now, Kelly Grove Racing put a put a statement out this afternoon saying that they expect all of their employees, driver or engineer or or person who works in the canteen, to abide by the rules of the land, basically. Um, that, to me, is a dialogue saying that if it's proven, he's gone. So this could mean David Reynolds' career could either be ended at Kelly Grove Racing or, in fact, if you go right to the top with Sean Seymour, Sneaky Seymour, he could come in and say, you're not welcome in our championship, David. So there's, there's, a very possibly, uh, there's very possibly a young athlete who is very possibly has just ended his career. That's not too dramatic. That's not over the top. We'll have to wait and see. Look at it from an event point of view. There's every chance he's not going to be, and it doesn't look like he's going to be, at SMP. Now, if he refuses to be vaccinated and his, and all this is proven, the accusation is proven to be correct, we won't see him at Bathurst. So that's a huge thing for Kelly Grove because they're going to have to drive, bring in a new driver. Now, could that be Chris Pither and all that? Who knows? There's a whole bunch of drivers out there that are looking for the seat. Well, it can't so. be because Chris Pither's with oh, Macaulay. Oh, it can't be because Chris is with Macaulay. So who's going to, who's going to fill that seat? Well, you had a podium. Shut up. Two idiot. weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> you are an uh, So there's that in the very, very immediate future. But you know what? The, the, he, he is a mate of ours, so I'm being very careful about what I say here. But in your estimation, Stephen Nimsey, because, you, you know, you, 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 we're all involved in the sporting landscape. If this is was an AFL player, NL player, sprinter, NFL player, whatever, is this tantamount to a, to a drug? Uh, a, 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 not a drug cheat, but a, a drug discretion. No, Could he no. be done for a year, two years, three no, years, you'd, six you'd just months? Be, you'd just be stood down. Simple as that. You'd just yep. be stood down, pretty much. Yeah. Because I, I just, so I, I'm, I'm really conflicted on this because if he's done absolutely the wrong thing, then he needs to have the book thrown at him, and I get that. I'm conflicted because he's a mate of mine and I want to shake him and go, Dave, what are you doing? What have you done? Mm. Because he's such a great bloke. So it's- I know, and I know I understand, and we've spoken about this off air, Maddie, that, um, you know, I wasn't overly happy that I was forced to get vaxxed. Now, I'm not saying that I'm a anti-vaxxer and I'm not. No. But to be backed into a corner, to be able to do something because there's a possibility that I might have to go to Bathurst at the end of the year, I didn't quite like that, you know what I mean? But I guess in a way I had to swallow the pill, the sour pill that I had and, and take one for the team and, and get it done because, yeah, you, do. you know, I've got to think about my, you know, my livelihood and my career. Totally. Um, and I get it. A lot of people are saying, well, you don't know what your career is going to be after you have that. You know, well, you know, in the end of the day. Well, I can guarantee you one thing, sorry to interrupt, that if you don't have it, your career is nothing. Yeah, 100%. 100%. That is a guarantee. We've you seen know. that. That's you, you can't rail against that. That's what it is. But looking looking at the other side of things where I understand people are worried about too that aren't getting vaxxed or don't want to get vaxxed, sure. we don't know exactly what it is. It's been too quick and it's been too fast to develop and how we know what it's going to do in five years. Well, you know what? We've You know, what about the... The chickenpox and uh, measles and yeah, the polio yeah. Yeah, and yeah. all all of the other ones that we ended up having to get, um, you know, and and I, I understand that. But sometimes, you know, this world is not really, you know, you don't go through your life 
doing things, everything that you want to no, do. No, no, and, and I don't want to get this sidetracked with a political debate on Vax because it's all a very personal thing. But, but the reality is our sport and all the sports, many sports around the world now, including many workplaces around the world, let alone sports, is that you're a double vaxxed or you're gone. The health, health, the 4,000 health professionals got stood down uh, here in Queensland because they refused to get jabbed. You know what? That's your call. If you don't want to get jabbed, don't get jabbed. That's all good. I just, I just think, you know, if you're a health worker, there are ramifications. Of course they are because you may lose your job and that's going to be difficult on your family and all that kind of stuff. But life will go on. Dave, David Reynolds is a racing driver and there's 23 people, probably out of the 23, there's only about 15 of them that are making a full-time living. And you don't muck around with that no. because it's a very, very um, uh, exclusive space you're taking with very a whole limited. bunch of people. Very limited with a whole bunch of people right up behind you, ready to take it. It's not it. like a football team where there's 10, 15, 18 on each team and then there's 16 teams nah. and you add all that up. No. Nah. We're not. We're talking 23 people here. We're not talking 6,000. Mm. So I'm, I'm just feeling for Dave at the moment. I hope I hope if he has done the wrong thing, Nimsy and Steve, he does get punished. I hope it doesn't ruin his career, but we'll have to wait and see. What I can, what I can see is on our text line, Nimsy, that it's gone off. People love to have an opinion on this. They're not they're not having a crack um at at Reynolds. But it's, you know, it's very it's an emotive topic and I don't want to get bogged down too much on it because simply we don't have the truth at the moment. The rumor was last week, we picked it up, we talked about it briefly, everyone showed up on the grid, Nimsy and Steve, so we thought, oh, we were wrong. That was one of our 80 percenters that we uh, we might have got wrong, Nimsy, so I might have dropped down to a B in class instead of an A. <laughs> um, but then it all has come to light now post-SMP1, um, and for David Reynolds and his family, I'm feeling very nervous for them tonight because I think the ramifications of this could be, for him and his family, Absolutely huge, Nimsy. Well, the just put it in 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 absolute black and white. Uh, basically, if let's just say that okay, that's it for him, and he's he's done as a supercars driver. Supercars continues like it doesn't stop. Like it's just done and dusted. Like you oh, know what I mean? It'll roll it just, on. It just rolls on. So yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's going to roll on Nimsy, and and it will roll on without Dave Reynolds. Should that be, should that come to that point, and it will be one of those ones where you look back on in if you know if David Reynolds is lost to the sport, there will always be a look back and say, oh god, boy, didn't we lose one there to if only someone, you know if only that. if if you know, and there will be a whole bunch of regret about it. I get it. But um, you know, it's it's I'm, I'm it's I'm fascinated to see what happens next. And you know, what are we today? Wednesday. We got we're going to know in about twelve hours, twelve hours to twenty four hours, what the heck is going on. But it's been reported he has left the Sydney area. It's been reported that he has been summoned by New South Wales Health. There has the statement by KGR. So it's out and it's real. It's happening. Um, and we now need clarification, and we will need very a very swift decision on what's going to happen with Dr. and his and his um, career moving forward. I don't think any of us want to see Dr. benched. No, hundred percent out of his career or no. out of Bathurst or any of that sort of stuff. But the fact remains: you are double vaxxed or you don't get in the gate, and that's real. And it doesn't matter uh, who you are, whether you're, you know, motor racing or football or general public. I mean. The, the, the for vaccine, against vaccine, all that sort of stuff, it's such a massive debate 
issue that you know, I'm sure people are going to be talking about for years. So um, whatever you decide, you know, well, there's a lot of people that decide many things. Mm. Um, is it right or wrong? Well, it's your decision to do what you want. And David understood that. And we all, they all knew that they needed to be double vaxxed to even enter SMP. Yes. Yeah, so. Like a long time before that. So, you know, it's, it's everyone's prerogative to do whatever they want, um, but there could be ramifications for it either way. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the next 24 hours. But uh, that was our Burson Auto Parts off the track update. For Burson Auto Parts, they're known for first class knowledge and service. As you said, Maddie, uh, it's a delicate topic. It's not cut and dry. Very, very mm. personal, very delicate. And, um, I guess we'll know in 24 hours what uh, what the geo is. And yep. I'll put my hand up to say that I'm no expert at it and what it does and how it does it at all. Mm. But look, we'll see what happens. It'll, it'll, as as we sort of mentioned, supercars are going. There's still going to be four events at SMP. Bathurst is still going to happen. Uh, oh yeah. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll push on. Uh, could be his media, could be his media career too. Because I mean, you know, boy oh boy, we know he's working with Seven and and TCR and. And KO with Fox below and KO, the and so this could affect David Caruso with below David the bonnet Caruso. Caruso? Caruso. Yeah, David Caruso. David Caruso. David Caruso. Oh, David Caruso. Well. So just in case, just, <laughs> just in case <laughs> they want to nice catch, Matty. Just yeah. in case they want to bring back a, another season of CSI. But anyway, that was the Verson Auto Parts <laughs> update. They're known for first class knowledge and service. You're listening to the driver's seat. Back with more right after this. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. 0433981116 is the number if you want to get in touch. Yeah, and look, I think um, the reality is um, we are getting a lot of text message about vaccine, not vaccine, what you should do, all that kind of stuff. There is a time and a place for that, and and I'm not here to throw an opinion on, throw an opinion on on um, whether you should get vaxxed or not. That's that's not the reason for this show. We were simply talking about David Reynolds. So thank you for everyone, like Lee. Thank you for for texting and appreciate it. Um, uh, George or a whole bunch of people texting in talking about it. I don't want to get bogged down in that. I just want to talk about the racing and the and the possibilities. Uh, I'm going uh, on what's going to to go on for that. Um, but we did get high team, long time listener, first time tuning in live. Good on you, Georgia. Thank that was you. from Georgia from Sydney. Looking forward to hearing your chat on Vaxgate. Well, we've had it and uh, I hope you enjoyed it, Georgia, but I, I'm thinking that it's probably going to go from, uh, we're not going to talk about it too much anymore because right now we're just fans and we're going to be seeing what happens to Dave Reynolds and KGR just like everybody else now because uh, uh, it's all going to be covered in the media. Quick one here from Mark from McLeod. Have you guys heard any whispers on the 2022 Supercars calendar having an eight to ten week winter break? Seven rounds before the break every two weeks and a sprint to the end to finish the season. Um, how do I say this? Uh, you're on the right track is what I'll say there. There you go. Because I can't really talk about it too much at the moment, but you are on the right track. You are on the right track. So, so we're not going to be going to winter in the middle of the year in winter oh, when Christ it's raining not. and oh, cold. God. And no, God, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. I like wearing jackets. I don't know if it'll be eight to ten weeks, uh, Mark. I don't know if it'll be eight to ten weeks, but there will be a break at some stage. because, And that's really due to other sports and other bits and pieces mm. uh, rather than anything else. We've got the Winter Olympics next year as well. So um, all I do know, mate, is that we are kicking off in Newcastle next year. So, yeah. you know. Uh, keep your text. Keep your text coming in. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Let's get straight into the power rankings. This is the driver's seat power rankings. 
So we haven't done this in a very long time, but it's quite simple. It's like the Brownlow or Dallium. Matt and Steve give a 3 to one vote to their performer of the week. And uh, we've got... These are the rankings as they stand so far in Supercars. 23 votes for Shane Van Gisbergen, very comfortably on top. 13 votes to Will Davison. 9 votes to Anton Di Pasquale. 8 votes to Chaz Mostert. 6 votes to Cameron Waters. Tim Slade and Zane Goddard. 4 votes to Brody Kostecki. 3 votes to Mark Winterbottom. And 1 vote to Jamie Winkup, Andre Heimgardner, Scott Pye, Jake Kostecki, Jack Smith and Thomas Randall. So let's whip through this. And I'm going to emphasize whip through this because it's 9.15 and we're only up to segment 4. So... (laughs) <laughs> so, um, I, well, I'm going to give you my three straight off the bat. Um, Anton Di Pasquale finally came out of the shadow of Scott McLaughlin, proved that he is one with the car, and I love what he's doing. Will Brown, what a cracker. Will Brown from Erebus, uh, second position in two of, uh, in qualifying in two of the races. So it needs to manage a few things a little bit better, but his outright pace is absolutely sensational. And Brody Kostecki, one point for him. So ADP three, Will Brown two, Brody Kostecki one, with a special mention of Will Davison for the catch on the outside of turn three. Uh, because <laughs> What he, about his performances he, too? He should have been in the fence. And he should have won race two. He should have, but DJR needs a bit of a crack on that one. Do they? Don't you think? Wow. It's electrical <laughs> issue. Yeah, well, they put the cars together. So, <laughs> All so, right. And, and, and you, know the, you know, the issue here, Maddie, is that you looked at my sheet because I saw that you had nothing written down on yours. <laughs> and when I came back from the coffee machine, your list looked exactly the same as mine. So mine is Anton 3, Will Brown 2, Brody Kostecki 1. Thanks for taking everything off me, Maddie. No. Let's go to the next segment. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go. tell you, Steve Johnson, in my life... Um, there are people that I would look and cheat from. Um, with all due respect, you are not one. <laughs> so, Steve Johnson that. does the business. Might take that setup out of your car now, Matthew. <laughs> Easy fix. That's not cheating. I need you to do that. Uh, yeah, no. So, um, yeah, I, ADP was out, outstanding. Yep. It was you know, topping, what, seven oh. out of the eight sessions? Yeah, yeah. Uh, super. Absolutely super. And how exciting is it for Will Brown and Brody? For me, it's going to be interesting to see how DJR go at Bathurst because they've got fast cars at SMP. Let's see if they've done their homework at Bathurst. They haven't really been the pace setter at Bathurst the last no. couple of years. No, no, no. Scotty Mack in his final year in uh, 2020 last year um, struggled at Bathurst and also um, they struggled at the start of this year, even though they were up the front. Um, they just don't have the race pace. So let's see what happens there. Yeah. But good start to the second part of the season. Yeah, 100%. And we've got... Three more rounds so they can fine-tune everything. So uh, <laughs> that'll be a fun one to watch. But uh, don't I go away for the final round. They all should They all should finish across the line at the same time. They've all had the <laughs> four weeks to <laughs> dial in their toys. They should be, actually be the same speed. <laughs> you just see, oh, I reckon. Like, like, just like <laughs> six wide all like, around. Yeah, like, well, hey, they people, were, they people were going like around six the or seven wide coming out of the hairpin. So it can be done. So you're saying Gary Jacobson should be up there. Absolutely. Going to win? All right, Gary. I like Gary. Good one, Gary. Shepard. Yep. Nice, Gary. Shepard and Zone. Nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. Well bowled, Gary. Excellent start. Certainly was, Gary. Um, <laughs> you're listening to the driver's seat. We'll get to our race rewind in just a moment. We haven't done a nice, Gary, for ages. <laughs> we nice do one, Gary. We do it thanks to Kubota. <laughs> Together, we are shaping and building Australia. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Great to have your company on The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. Right now, it is time for our Race Rewind. 
This is the driver's seat race rewind. We do that thanks to Gates Australia. Don't compromise. Choose Gates Premium Belts, Hose and Hydraulics. Now, you boys were talking about uh, Paul Wilber's little electrical failure uh, in his Ford Mustang, which made yep. him do a quick little control alt delete when he mm-hmm. got into the pit stop. So I thought, let's look back uh, to March 9th, 2008, when this happened. Jim Beam racer of Will Davison signals a party for Dick Johnson racing. The first one of his career. Will Davison, you've broken a seven-year drought for DJR to take your maiden win. I can't imagine how that feels inside. For some reason, I was just waiting for one of those orange or Vodafone things to start popping in the mirror and getting bigger and bigger, but it didn't appear, so uh, I started to relax with about four to go. <laughs> you've wanted this since you're an annoying little ankle biter. Congratulations. Well done. Thank you very much. A very big day for Will Davison and a very big day for Dick Johnson Racing too. Now, Stevie, that would have been a hell of a milestone win because you, were the, you and Paul Radisich were the last people to stand on the top step for DJR before Wilbur went and did that. So what can you tell us about that fun day at Eastern Creek? Well, it wasn't fun for me. Well, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> we love I it when a we're shocker. teammates beat us. <laughs> <laughs> I had a shocker. No, it was, it was sensational. Um, you know, Will deserved that. He was, he was fast. It was, you know, just, I think, great timing for him and for, for DJR and it, it, I think it was one of those ones that was it's it's like now what we're waiting for him he's had he had a bit of bad luck it didn't happen through the year and it finally happened at, at Easton Creek school back then so I'm I've got the feeling Matty in the next three weeks we're going to see Will Davison um, break the five-year drought that he's oh, had he's so close he's so you know, close and he's finished second what four times yeah, this year and he was going to win on the weekend, he, he genuinely was until the electrical drama happened. Which you know, I mean, at the end of the day, you can't blame anyone. That was just that's just what happens. It just yep. happens. Like, look at SVJ yeah. Bathurst in twenty fourteen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. With the uh, what was that? That was the, was the door coming open, or was it the oh, twenty fourteen? Sorry, yeah, techno. I was starter motor. Starter motor. When he dropped, it blew the starter motor yeah. to pieces. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it just happens, right? So he has got the pace. He has not forgotten how to drive. Um, he came in for a bit of criticism here and there, but I, I, he's got the right car. He knows how to drive. He's just got to have a luck. I mean, if he didn't have any bad, if he didn't have bad luck, he'd have no luck at all at the mm. moment. So um, he, will be, right he will be. He will be a winner. Yeah, he will be he's a winner. Third this in the year. championship at the yep. moment. Yeah, yeah, which is brilliant. Beating his teammate. What I thought was really cool too is like if you look at um, like look at the names too that he went and beat. Like if you look at race uh, one, two, and three in there. Now this is like peak HRT kind of years too, aren't they? Like HRT and Triple and with AAA. the Vodafone cars. Yeah. They were dominant. Yes. Yeah, so for Wilbur to actually do that is pretty amazing stuff. It I, was, you know, and and I think or oh, you look at it, yeah, it's 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 a that's a long time ago, isn't it, Matty? You know yeah, and right. for him to still be at the peak yep. and running at the front in in this category now, there's a lot that's changed. The cars are so different. The you look He's adapting beautifully. You look at the the mm. The driving lineup in 2008, which is sensational, but it was a lot of the young guys, you know. Um, whereas now, a lot of them are not not around, or they are around, but they're not racing. And then you've mm. got guys like, you know, Will Brown and Brody Stecky and all these sort of guys now. Anton Di Pasquale, who's uh, not uh, in there, wasn't even thought about probably way back then. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, um, yeah. so it's pretty um, pretty interesting to see that you know, you know, Will was one of the the elder statesmen now, and he's still. Pushing hard up the top and um, you know and gunning for race wins. It's um it was really cool to see. Just for just for a quick bit of fact here, I've just sort of done the math in my head here. When you look at the the event results, so race one had Garth Tander P one, Will Davison P two, Jamie Winkup P three. 
Uh, out of all those guys, Garth Tander, co-driver, he's, he's second. He's been two years retired now. Is that it? Yep. Yeah, yep. two years. Jamie on the way out. Um, it's his last year this year. In race two, Mark Winterbottom is the only other person that he's still on the grid at the moment. Craig Lowndes, who is in P3, he's retired and been retired for a while as well. Race three, Mark Winterbottom, Rick Kelly, who just retired last year, and Garth Tander, as we just mentioned. But um, And I don't want to, you know, crap all over Frosty here, but um, it's been a while since he's been up the front. And for Wilbur to still be, you know, netting podiums and be third in the championship, it's not too bad. Uh, yeah, I, I I think he's doing really well. I, and I and I think he's got a few years left in him yet. Yeah. He's the eldest. He's the, one of the elder statesmen, but he's got dead set pace. What I loved, Nimsy, had he got out of the car, Stevie J and Nimsy, after winning or leading that race for so long and then having the electrical problem, if he'd have got out of the car and go, oh, yeah, well, you know, that stuff kind of happens. Were you no expecting spot, like really. a – did you want a – Why, why, why me? <laughs> well, I didn't know what to expect, to be quite honest. But if he'd have gotten out and he was pretty, you know, nonchalant Blase about it about all, it. I would have been a bit worried. The fact that he got out and he said – he was damn near on tears. Mm. He was right on the edge of tears, doing everything he could do to hold it in, and said, I am absolutely devoted. I am just devastated and gutted. It tells you how much it still means. Mm. And when you get that kind of reaction, a little bit like Todd Kelly with his why, 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 the frustration, it's when you don't see those reactions that I start to get yeah, worried. They, they're just going. kind of like, oh, well, it's just nice to be there, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm just making up the numbers. It's all good. I, and I'll tell you, that's where I, I see a little bit of um, – I see a little bit of uh, Fabian Coulthard with that right now. He's a bit like, oh, well, you know, that's all. We were last, but, you know, we're kind of getting there. Oh, it kind of worries me a little bit. I want him to be throwing spanners. Yeah. I want him to be upset. I want him to be frustrated. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> Did I say shit? Sorry. <laughs> Larko. Get on you, Mark. Thanks. Good to have you on the show, yeah, Mark. Yeah, good to be back, Mark. Good to see you in the DJR garages uh, in Queensland too. That was, that was our race. <laughs> That's what I want to see out of Fabian, a bit of that action. That's a, That was our race rewind. <laughs> Thanks to Gates Australia. Protect a ride with complete system replacement with Gates, belts and hoses. Visit gatesaustralia.com.au. You're listening to The Driver's Seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. This is The Driver's Seat and we do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. And remember, you can rev up your smartphone with The Driver's Seat app. It is available in the App Store. Now, this came up before on the old text line. Was it Greg in Upper Coomera went and brought this up? And actually, let's get to some text first uh, because we've got a couple that have flurried in at the moment. One from Brad in Perth. You want to get to that one, boys? Because that's, I don't know what he's talking about there. Left foot, right foot breaking. Buddy. Oh, yes. What's okay. going on there? So good on you, Brad, for texting in firstly, and thanks for listening. Um, hey, Legends, you mentioned Gary Gaspedal, which is Gary Jacobson. <laughs> Gary Gaspedal, well done. Good night, Gary! Uh, <laughs> do you think it is odd he is alternating between left and right foot breaking? I'm not a race car driver, but I thought that would be something that you wouldn't change. Well, it, Brad, it's... It's not that synonymous with circuit racing people, I must admit. No. Uh, uh, there's a few that would maybe do a little bit of left foot when they're not having to change down gears, if they're just having to little tap yeah. on the brakes. to. Fabian Coulthard's know. a left foot breaker. Yeah, but he does it full time. He doesn't yes. change, but he no. can't. He, he's got a used right ankle from a from an accident when he was young, and he right. can't actually heel toe because right. he can't bend it. But um, 
Uh, but Gary goes from right foot breaking to left foot breaking, depending on corners and that sort of stuff. Yes, so it's I a do bit, the same. <laughs> it's a bit. It's a bit, yeah. Well, you didn't at QR. You were all left foot breaking. Yeah, I'm now left foot breaking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brad, it's interesting. It's about feel and touch and all that kind of stuff. Um, rally drivers do it a lot. L- rally drivers you know, do it a heap. To try but, to, you know, control the pitch of the car and yeah. their sideways and the traction and all that sort of stuff. So a bit of a different concept, I think, to circuit racing. Typically, hmm. though, Brad, no, people don't change going between left and right foot. I was right foot, had a big accident at Bathurst, decided to go to left foot, and I've been left foot now for two race meetings. And he's going to go back to right foot soon, Brad. Am I? Yes, he is. Okay. So. Apparently I'm going back to right foot, Brad. <laughs> you heard it here first of the driver's seat. So. But I like I actually like left foot braking, but my uh, my current team, what are you to me in the Team Johnson team? Are you my team principal? Team schmuck. <laughs> Steve Johnson getting amongst it. Oh, so deep amongst it. it. I think he's my team principal just telling me that I'm about to go back to right foot. Yeah, yes, Brad, because what he does is he keeps 40% of throttle on his right foot when he's breaking with his left foot. 40% turn it up. 38 then. Oh, 15, I think, was the lowest I got to. That was into the 30s. You know it. Um, Thanks for texting in, Brad. Nice, Gary. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, lightning fingers. Mimsy gets it again. Nice, Gary. Now, now uh, we did. We, as I said, we did mention this before. But uh, Aaron Seaton, who is currently leading in the National Trans Am Series, he has decided that uh, he's going to concentrate on the 2021 Dunlop Super Two Series. Obviously, he does want. He's as we you know head towards the final um, at Bathurst. Mm. We're going to be seeing a lot of cross pollination between uh, categories, both TCR and. Uh, Trans Am, TCM, everything's sort of coming together for Festivale di Motorsport, as we've uh, liked to dub it. <laughs> Festivale. But, uh, but Aaron Seaton has decided that uh, he's going to focus on Super 2. On the topic of Festivale di Motorsport, have you figured out what, you, what you're going to do, uh, what you boys are up to? Thanks, oh, Steve. Well, we're trying to get to Bathurst, I think, but it's yeah. you know, going to be hard. But And then same... Coming home. Um, the getting there gonna... is easy. It's the getting home. The getting home is challenging thing. at the moment. Yeah. I, mean, I, I want to go Nimsy. Um, there's no doubt. I've, and I've, I've my good friends at Let's Go Motorhomes have supplied me with a camper van to get down there. So and be camping amongst the folk of Bathurst. Very and nice. you're going to have to be so... camping in northern New South Wales until the 17th yeah. to get home. <laughs> More than likely, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, that, so Let's Go you. Motorhomes. Can you please supply <laughs> yeah. the biggest bogger you've ever seen in your life? <laughs> Because it's going to need to hold a lot of stuff. Oh, stop it. No, I, I, uh, I, I tell you why I did the, the, the Let's Go Motorhome route, um, Nimsy, was because it's a seven-day event and it's in the middle of summer. Um, so really, did I want to be sharing the showers and the bathrooms with the camping folk of Bathurst for seven days? Yeah, nah. Yeah, so nah. Um, they, have, they have provided me with a lovely rig to drive down to Bathurst. So well, if you're there and I'm there, I know exactly where to go to do number twos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that door's going to be hard locked. Let me give you that strong tip. Um, uh, Nimsy, back to your point. Um, Aaron Seaton, good. Bugger off. He's in my championship no. and I don't want to see him anymore. So see no, you later. I think it's terrible. I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't get the decision. I mean, there's, there's obviously something behind the decision that there's – it's a political, oh, I'm just going to concentrate on Super 2. This is my gut feel, mm-hmm. personal gut feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he's leading the championship. Was it four points, Manny? Four yes. points or six points? Oh, four points? Like he's ahead of Nathan, Nathan Hearn. Yes, correct. Yeah. He's yeah. ahead of Nathan Hearn by four points. What and and winning any championship is 
Unbelievable. Fantastic. It's great to have on your CV. Why would you not want to? And yes, he's won the TA2 championship before. So this year has been the inaugural Trans Am Championship under ARG. Yes. Why would you not want to win the inaugural championship, national championship under ARG's banner? Yep. I don't get it. I think it's the wrong decision. I think it's not like he's doing Super 2 there to basically um, as a prerequisite to getting a super drive, supercar drive next year. They're all done. You know, Matt Stone's done. Uh, he's not going to get a Super 2 drive next year. So... Um, main game drive. He'll get a Super 2 drive. Sorry, sorry, main game drive, I'm saying. Yes, sorry. Um, but Super 2 drive, he will, for sure. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't and understand. And possibly a co-drive. And possibly a co-drive, but he's, that's next year. He's also not exactly like, and not having a go at the bloke here, but if he was first in the championship or, you know, was within yeah. punching range of, you know, really giving it a red-hot crack to be a Super 2 champion, you're I could right. see that. Or top three. Yeah. Different story. You're, yeah. I, I think you're 100% right. I don't know why he's... I don't know why he's giving it away. It nullifies everything thing. he's done. I don't know. Could be. We're just saying it could be a, he's putting all his sponsorship into one basket to to do that. He, he may not have enough to spread between the two. I don't know. But I think it's a damn shame that he's not going to be able to try to win the inaugural ARG Trans Am Championship for and, the first time. And if you watched he and Nathan Hearn battle it out last year at Bathurst, mm. it was something to behold. Get on to... YouTube and looked that up. The, the, well, the last race was extraordinary. Just actually, so good. Just actually seeing him at Phillip Island mm. uh, the last time that I, um, it was a red hot crack and it was, you know, door to door racing him and Nathan Hearn. That was just, mm. it was crazy. It's, it was old school racing. Yep, it really was, and it is. I mean, Trans Am, by the very nature of the cars, uh, is very old school racing. Meanwhile, gonna... but like I, I, at Townsville, I saw him like you know basically go straight into a wall. <laughs> well, that's a difference in car, yeah. to be quite frank. He screws together his buggy in Trans Am, and and uh, it's a pretty red hot sort of thing. And so, well, I'm not sure the equipment he's got at MSR is as strong, and he is trying to adapt to it. And hey. Look, that's it. That's what it is. I mean, the reality is he's not going to do it. Um, he could have won the championship. I think he should have stayed. But basically, I won't. I won't it. If I get to Bathurst, I won't be racing him. So, yeah. see, but so and, be it. And as Tommy from Tomorrow just messaged in, sorry, Matty, but Tommy! if but if Aaron Seaton goes, let's hope Jet can organise something. Then you're still in the same place. <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows? I, Tommy, I don't know whether Jet's going to be in uh, Bathurst yet. Steve's in discussions about that. As we said, it's all just logistics at the moment. Mm. Whether we, we can is. get there, it's logistics it's just and how personnel. We get back. And there will, I can tell you one thing that if Steve and I do go down, there will be, and we get back, it will be within the context of the law and will be abiding by every Queensland health directive. Nothing silly will and be done. I will be fingers crossed that the border doesn't get. Uh, extended past the seventeenth because you know the, the stress is going down there that you're not going to make it home for Christmas. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah, the worry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what comes of it. But uh, let's go motorhomes. Thank you so much for your support. We have a commercial arrangement. I'll be in mine. Stevie will not be in mine. He might well, be in the. Uh, I say this publicly. You will not use the bathroom in my motorhome. <laughs> Just telling you now. <laughs> we'll see. Cat-like reactions from Stevie J. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it is the driver's seat. We'll be back with more straight after this. This is the driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. It is the driver's seat and we do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. A uh, bit of news in the world of co-driver land. Uh, the, OG, uh, 
The juice, sorry. The juice. The oge. Uh, Jaden Ojeja is, <laughs> is uh, named as Zane Goddard's co-driver, which means there is just one empty seat left on the grid now. Ooh. Yeah, and good on uh, good on Jaden Ojeda. Um, he of course, I think he did the GRM wildcards, slotted did. in for Nathan Hearn. Uh, and the juice has actually been here in Queensland since Townsville. Yep. Um, so he's been working around the traps and uh, did a, a driver development run with Matt Stone a couple of weeks ago. And he's one of the guys who's on the up. So good on you, Juice. Jade Nojada slotting in as Zane Goddard's co-driver, a role which Mr. Goddard will take up next year somewhere in the grid. <laughs> it does. He won't be racing. Yeah, co-driver. He won't be racing full-time next year. But he's the juice is good. Juice is good. No, I think he races for MWs. Matty White Racing. Matty White Motorsport in the Nissan. And has done some good things. So very deserving, I must say, for Jaden to be in that car. And no pressure. Hmm. You know, that's that's a great place to be. Yep. No pressure. Yep. I thought the GRM thing was pressurized because of the PR that was behind it. Behind with Nathan. Yep, yep. All that kind of stuff. But I think with, um, with this one, he can just slot in. Zane will be relatively quick, I think. And then, you know, Juice can just run around and do what he needs Literally to do. Literally does run around the pits with his white headphones on, with his race suit on before he gets in the race car. So <laughs> does he? Ever get, yeah, he does. He runs around, obviously warming up, psyching himself up. You see people do random things, you know, like Pierre Gasly. He just he, He's there does the doing ball reflexes, drop. ball drops, and, mm. and, and the Juice runs around the pits. What did like, you use today? Oh, eat Maccas. There you go. Straight Was it into the... Hey, it was, was a different sort of the ball burgers. drop. Yeah, it was a different. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Michael, thanks for texting in, my man. Um, sorry we haven't got to your text. You we do really ask so some many great, texts, though. You do ask some great questions. It's not that you don't ask great questions, my friend. Um, it's just that we've been really busy tonight. But thank you. We love you. Thank you for texting in. Been a lot going on. And uh, we'll, we'll take a quick break and be back to wrap it all up here on the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. This is The Driver's Seat. Almost time to put it to bed here. And <laughs> quick one on the text. Yeah, a little quick one on the text from uh, our mate Luke King, of course, who drives, who is now going to be leading the TCR championship now that Chaz is not going to be driving. Uh, he said, hey, Macker, I'm on the way to PI for our pre-Bathurst TCR test and I bought a Gates drive belt just in case I needed it for a trip. There's a sponsor plug for you there, big fella. Well done, Luke. There you go. Good on you, Lukey boy. Hope you uh, don't need the Gates uh, drive belt, but if you do, you couldn't have a better drive belt on your Falcon, my friend. 100%. Do not compromise. Choose Gates premium belt hose and hydraulics. Don't compromise. (laughs) Um, Just quickly before we wrap it up, did you happen to see that video of uh, Denny Hamlin? Uh, versus Alex Bowman from the NASCAR. Yeah. How I good. Jeez, How good. That was, uh, that was oh, you want to talk about balls to the wall stuff? That was that was crazy. Yeah, but that's good. I mean, that's what we want. We want a little bit of niggling aggro together against the guys. And then uh, uh, Bowman, the, Bowman the, took a win and, and uh, uh, he decided to basically get in front of the car and well, Hamlin, nose it Hamlin up. drove down to him before <laughs> yeah. he was going to do his burnout, Bowman, and then... <laughs> And then Bowman drove around him, and then Hamlin drove up to the nose of him and, and basically put in, put in gear and dumped the clutch and <laughs> did what I'd like to do to a lot of people on the road. <laughs> it was uh, The best part about that was I love it in, like, the post-race interview. They go up to Denny Hamlin. And funnily enough, too, I I actually am a big fan of Denny Hamlin. I have one of his rep, uh, little... 
Biante replicas. model car thingies. Yeah, because it's a Camry. Bianti. Yeah, yep. not, not Biante, mate. That's, That's a Camry. Yeah. It's Biante. Well, no, because I, I only like him because he drives a Camry. Yep. Uh, the old FedEx one. And I love at the end, he's like, oh, he's a hack. <laughs> like he's a hack. Yeah. No and then his team owner, uh, Hendrick, has fired back and said, uh, if he's a hack, I'd like to have more of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Very funny. That about wraps up the driver's seat. We'll cover SMP2 next week. A big thank you to Nathan Kayser for jumping on board. And the ongoing Reynolds drama and saga. Yes. We, I guess we'll be reviewing that next week as well, Nimsy. Should be an interesting one. But uh, for Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson, I've been Nimsy Zor. This has been the driver's seat. Enjoy um, SMP2. Hopefully they can spice it up a little bit. You bloody hope they would. But <laughs> either way, we'll still be here same time next week on the driver's seat. All thanks to Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building Australia. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.